You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odie Mari, Sodi Mari, Mari, Sodi, Mari, Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey, oh, yes, no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. I waited as soon as you Why said Why didn't you go. wait for me to sit down? Because that would have been... How am I going to sing the, the theme song... You should know it by heart. ...while I'm pressing... Live. You should. And then coming. You to were sit here. Down. You were here I with was a, not here. With enough time you to jump in on your per, part of the know, fucking song. Time, so let me sit down. <sighs> at least to well, get the headphones on my ear. Get it here faster. How, you know what? How about you take the charge of pressing the live? Button? It's not my phone. No. How about you take the charge of pressing the live button, and then you could say it's how long more it's cumbersome to for take me to, it, for you to, go, to go all the way around. There, press the button and then come over here. It's more cumbersome for me. See, like I have to, you, I have a whole well, thing you know, where I, I have to come all the way over from this side. Down, I don't think so. And then I like the system I the way it press is. Press the theme. Let's song. not rock the boat. So the boat needs to be rocked. Nah, the boat needs to stay chill. We're on rapid waters as it is. Welcome to the Black and Sturdy Podcast. Who are we? Mr. Impatient. And Mrs. Reliability. <laughs> I said reliability, not liability. You know, I don't think I want to do... This episode with you. Oh, come on. I don't feel like I want to. You're oh. already stressing me out. How am I stressing you out? You're rushing me. And I Nobody's don't feel, rushing I don't you. Like All right. Okay. All right. I don't feel like I've been eased into the episode. Welcome I feel like to I'm rushing. Episode 52 of the Blackest Nerdy Podcast or Birds of a Feather. Uh, it's a nerd together. I forget what it is. Oh, you forgot something? Yeah, I did. I'm hum- I'm only human. <laughs> no, we're gonna just get this out of the way. Yes, Let's we're gonna get this podcast out of the way. Not even gonna let you ask questions. What is the questions? Hit me with that sweet Q and A from O and M. I'm going to. I bet you are. What's the best meal you've had? That I've had. That I've had. Yeah. Mm. I will always remember Cactus Willie's. Uh, they had a bro- melted cheese fountain that <laughs> I used to uh, eat all of my broccoli. And every inch. Of- what- the doors opened in my mind when I realized that you could put melted cheese on other things other than broccoli. What? Because I had only known melted cheese on top of broccoli. So then when I put it on top of a steak, I was like. This is Melted mine cheese blown. on steak? Yes. Ugh, a cheesy steak. Where a che- did you have a, a cheese steak, one might say. Where uh, did you have a cheesy steak? At Cactus Willie's. It was kind of like a Golden Corral in Baltimore. Oh, well, Shout out still- to anybody who uh, remembers Cactus Willie's. It's no longer there. Oh. Yeah. Man. Uh, the best meal I've ever eaten. Hmm. That you've ever had. And notice it says the best meal, not meals, not plural. So you can't do top three. Whatever. I'm going to do what I want to do. You cannot 
tell me. I'm just telling you what, what the card I says. Can do. The card is giving you a very direct um, the best prompt. meal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've had so many of them. Mm-hmm. Damn. You had so much time too. Okay, I'm sorry I couldn't think of go through uh, the inventory of meals in my head while I was trying and to it, pay attention for the record, to you. It just says the best meal you've had. Doesn't mean the best meal you've ever had. What is the, what is the difference? The difference is that you're picking one meal out of a out of a billion meals that you've had over your life. I it's asking what's the best meal you've <laughs> had. It could be interpreted as recently. Okay, one of the best meals I've had recently was Nobu. Okay. Nobu was a really good that, outing. That, that's, that was some really good food. The steak skewers are still mm-hmm. in the like, tip of my tongue. Yes. Uh, so great, the meat but just so melted. small portion. <laughs> which makes zero sense if we're living in a world with inflation why the meat should be so high. But uh, that's <laughs> just me. That's just me being old Maurice. Okay. Yeah. The next question. Yeah. What's the hit me with that next question? Hit me with that. Sweet, I'm going sweet to hit next you. Next question. I will. What three adjectives would your family use to describe you? I can think of some. Loud. Loud, vibrant, and introspective, I would say. Because I'm very cerebral. Oh, cerebral. Loud, vibrant, and cerebral. I would say direct. Okay. Um, that means loud. That does not mean loud. It can mean loud. Direct. If you're doing it right. Um, jovial. Jovial. Yes, Ooh, jovial. Ah, jovial. And perhaps, hmm... Um, strong-willed. Okay, I can see the strong-willed. I see what I want. I have laser focus. So wait, so you said direct, jovial, and loud? Strong-willed. Direct, jovial, and strong-willed. Yes. Where does loud factor in? Why are you trying to put your adjectives on me? I'm just... You said it. the card says what your family would say. Yeah. You're a very loud person. Okay. And I think your family would say that. But that might not be in their top three. It's easily the top ten. <laughs> top five. Top maybe, four. Maybe their top five. Yeah. I can see top five. five. All right. What's the next question? That's it. Just those two. Oh, just those two? Yeah, I'm slimming it down, you know? I thought you would appreciate a truncated question and answer portion. Sure. Fine. Um, so we're, are you ready to go to our favorite part? Well, it's not our favorite part, but you know, yes. One of the parts that we are on to the do. next part, <laughs> which is pop culture. Pop culture. Um, all right. So I want to say that this week is actually, um, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. It's not the worst. Um, because so, the last few weeks have been pretty dark, if I do yeah, say so myself. They have. I mean, it's hard when you're living in this trash bag ass uh, era in time. In the city. Um, 
So I did see. Okay, so I will start with like the most ridiculous things, and then yes, we shall work our way down. Um, so I remember we talked about Nick Cannon had his tenth was having his ninth baby. Number nine, feeling so fine. His ninth baby was born this last week, and then now he has a tenth and eleventh one on their way. Yes. Um, but something interesting. Uh, some legal experts said that he will soon be paying three million dollars a year. In child support. When I read that, I thought I misread it, and I thought it was three million dollars per child, which would have been that would have been seriously a lot. a lot. That's too many children and too much. But I mean, three million dollars. But three alone. million is a lot just for various babies. It's and basically baby like mamas. he's paying these women to have the children. Like they don't have to work; they're just getting the yeah. They're yeah. they're getting what like three million divided by nine, almost ten. Well, some of them have multiple children by him, okay. so it could be three million divided by like I don't know six women. You know, right, right. That's right. still a lot of money. That that is so much. money. And that's only child support. That's not talking about like oh you know incidentals or you need to get the kid something that day. It's like hey I'm gonna. Ask this you man for it. never wants to stop working. Like, you know how, like, they they say that our generation won't have any kind of retirement? Uh-huh. Nick Cannon's not going to have no, any he retirement. He, he can't. can't. I mean, he definitely probably, I can, I believe that he would have enough money to stop working if he wanted to, because he's been working for a long time. At least he has, until like, Nickelodeon money. these kids are 18. He has, like, sp- sp- drumline money. How old is Nick Cannon right now? He's probably, like, 40. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look that up. Because, like... It's probably... I think it said he was 41 in this article. Hold on. Like, I just want to know what 18 plus... He's 41. He's 41. So, 18 plus 41, that is 59. 59. Ooh. So, he's going to be working until he's 60. At the bare minimum. At the bare minimum. Because even after 18, if what if the kids want to go to college? Yeah. Because I don't know about everyone else, The hardest working... Black man in entertainment right now. If they're going, if they Nick go to, Cannon. Under, if they go to grad school, like that's up till what, 23, 24, if they want to be like a doctor or a lawyer, they could be in school until they're 30. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It. That's a good point. At that point, he might as well just like buy the wing of a college so that all of his kids <laughs> can just be they funneled right into Well, there. he did go to Howard, so I guess he could probably get them. You know, you like generally if you're a legacy you can get like some sort what of if discount. He, what if he was trying to convince his kid that kids that they don't need college? I mean, that's so he didn't have to pay. I do you want to hear something strange? <laughs> what this is a conspiracy theory that I had the other day. Yes, and I was I was not inebriated at all. I was just like having this random thought that like me, <laughs> Nick Cannon and Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. are different sides of the same coin. How so? Like, I feel like Kim Kardashian, or just the Kardashian clan, you know, like, they keep having these, you know, biracial children. Yes. Because I feel like they're like, oh, we want to, like, have more black people on our side. Whereas Nick Cannon, I feel like he's, on the flip side, he's like, I'm going to keep having all these racial babies with these racially ambiguous women, except for one. He's, like, one dark-skinned black woman. But I'm going to keep having all these babies with these racially ambiguous children to create like a hotep fotep army an army of children of like yeah of that's racially not a children. that's not a, a very intimidating army yeah I but i feel say. like he's gonna try to be like you know 
these are the leaders of the next gener- of the new revolution. Uh, the the he's pressure gonna, he's that gonna, these kids are going to be under. He's going to be like having Dr. So Umar bring them to his non-existent school. It's not Whenever Dr. Umar's school finally gets off the ground, when he finally shows up with those million-dollar donations. I mean, those sessions that he's having in the back of a van in Jersey <laughs> somewhere. He's going to rent a That's WeWork. That's his school. He's going to rent a WeWork, and all the scammers are just going to be yeah. learning together. Okay. Well, speaking of scammers, remember that pastor we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, Bishop Lamar Whitehead? Yes. Who got... Robbed. He got robbed on camera. Robbed. You got candid camera. That's exactly That's what that means now. Candid camera. Yeah, where where you get robbed for your candies. Oh, on camera. Okay, sure. Well, um, in this this week, it's not that he was being robbed, but he was actually like assaulting one of the parishioners at his church. Now, it's not really clear what the argument was about, but he basically is like, you know doing his spiel on the live stream and is like, you know, to anyone who wants to, you know, be taking pictures, so be on social media and stuff like this. And then you hear this woman in the back kind of talking. So there, she like walks in front of the camera. They're going back and forth. And next thing you know, he grabs her by the neck and is like pushing her out. And if you saw the look on his face, it was a, it was an aggressive choke. It was, he looked at her like he was about to fight her. It was what many would consider a yank. Uh, he yoked her up. He yoked her he up. Yoked he yoked her up. And to me, I'm like, whatever she was saying or doing in your church, mm-hmm. if she was taking pictures or making fun of your ugly suit, like... It was very ugly. It was just not cute. You know, just just pastels it, or whatever. It wasn't even that it was the the fabric. Of, it was just ugly. He does not know how to dress. He spends all this money on his clothing and he still doesn't I look good. I wonder if any... If, if, like, that's that's FU money. That's FU money. That's exactly money. what it is. He has, he has so much money that he could buy he the, probably, t- these terrible suits to wear. You know what was happening? Well, during his sermon... The woman was like, so we are giving this pastor all of our money to sit in this little box of a church while he's wearing these ugly ass outfits. And right. so she was taking pictures. He noticed her snickering at him and was like, oh, we got to get her out of here. Got to get her the fuck that's out. What I, that's what I think happened. But um, they, uh, he just never. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, I mean, on the on the camera, he did. It is on camera that he grabbed he, her. So he, he grabbed her and was talking about get her out, get her out, that and told her press assault. charges with whatever you, if whoever you want to do, press charges if you want to. Like he, it's no wonder that he and Eric Adams are friends. Eric Adams is friends with this dude. He are you kidding besties. me? Seriously? Yes. Oh, gross. You know, Luke. Oh, Luke Adams. <laughs> no, I was gonna you say. You want to say Luke? Adams. Eric Adams reminds me of the corrupt. What was um Marsha Ali's character in Luke Cage? Oh shoot! Uh, I want to say Nipsey something. It was him, and then like Alfred Woodard was the mayor. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's both of their characters together. He loves just mixed in. He just one. loves being at a party. Yes, and then showing off his zoot suits. Yes, that he's paying using our money. These to pay are for. those Tex Avery style suits that the wolf the, would wear. That they would both go get their suits uh-huh, at the uh-huh. same place. Yeah, they probably do. They both get. They have the same tailor. Yes. One of those, uh, one of those uh, uh, suit stores on Flatbush <laughs> Ave. That's clearly the Stacey a drug Adams. 
with every pair of Stacey Adams and every color just sitting right there in the front. Um, but, I mean, he just continues to be just the opposite of what you would believe a a true man of God would be with his shenanigans. And mm-hmm. I can't wait for him to no longer have the funds of those people in his his neighborhood to siphon off of for his shenanigans. Yeah. Like, every week that he's in the public eye should be every week where his parishioners... Leave in droves. It it it'd be just like um, honk uh, for Jesus. Honk for Jesus. But I was gonna mention that to you and be like, it's kind. Of, he, he reminds me of that pastor. Yeah. But I honestly, the thing about I honk for Jesus. Don't tell him that, or he's gonna start stripping on oh, his Lord. live streams. Um, I feel like it reminds me of honk for Jesus in the way that, yeah, those parishioners, you know, left for the whatever the scandal was. We won't spoil it for you, but um. I think that in most churches, we have seen how time and time again, these pastors will do whatever they want to do and will just, because, you know, they're anointed, their parishioners will just let them go. Because look how long it took for, I mean, Crepo Dollar is still a big, huge pastor. Mm -hmm. And even though right now he's like pushing back against prosperity gospel and, you know, he doesn't need a jet from his parishioners anymore. Like that was a key part of his ministry. Yeah. And it's not like he's giving, he's not giving people back all that money he took from them. Yeah. He just is all of a sudden saying now he's seen a change of heart. Is it a bad thing that he did? No. Will he hopefully do better? I mean, I'm not going to say only time will tell only time will tell, but we don't see these pastors who are, um, who are taking advantage of the people that they're supposed to be serving. Um, we don't really see them fail the way that you would, one would hope, right? you know? Um, uh, but, and other people that I wish would fail, Tory Lanez is back in the news again for being a violent person uh, yet again. This time... What did he do this time? Strangely enough, uh, he attacked August Alsina. I guess they were doing a concert together, and it's not funny that he attacked August Alsina, but I'm just going to read you from the post. uh, August Alsina posted up on Instagram picture of his bruises Mm -hmm. and this caption, which I mean, I'm sorry. It made me laugh. I'm exiting the building after the show last night, a four eleven size leprechaun ran down on me (laughs) with eight oversized security guards who I'm, whom I greeted each individually upon their walk up as they tried to press me whole time. I'm one deep, no security. Tori continued to ask me with a broken ego. Why didn't dap him up? I go on to tell him I'm a fan of him and didn't understand him speaking on my business publicly in the past because I don't know him or or ever met him up until that night. He must be talking about, you know, uh, entanglements with August. Entanglements, yes. Um, so when he spoke it, spoke it caught me off guard because of his past actions i assumed he didn't like me that's all not to mention with my history of health and conditions just recently overcoming being paralyzed my, my doctor directed me not to compromise my health while on the road and shake as le- oh, so many interesting ways of typing here basically the doctor told him not to touch any people due to the corona monkeypox, and all that yes going yes on. his his system is come on is come on Compromise, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I wanted to say compromise for some reason. Compromise and and uh, complicit. Anyhow, um, c- compromise. So he goes on to say that after 
uh, Tory Lanez hit the, a blunt that he believes was laced in cocaine because I heard the sizzle that Tory punched him and then ran behind. He heard the sizzle. Apparently, that's what happens if you have weed dipped in cocaine. I don't know. That like, it sizzles? That apparently, it sizzles. Who knows? I don't Ew. know. I've never seen or heard And that. I will never be around that. So, I don't know. Um, but apparently, he did. He smoked. Tory punched him, then ran behind his guards and, um, you know, ran away. And so he was like, he needs to come online and clear the air because Tory is basically telling the blogs that he beat him up. Um, now, I'm guessing the guards must have continued beating him up because he was barely, badly bruised. But, I mean, honestly, it's just another time of Tory Lanez being a trash human. Yeah, Tory Lanez is a uh, uh, court thing got delayed, I think as well. Oh, with Megan the with Stallion. With Megan the Stallion. Yeah, that got delayed. So, it's going to be Unfortunately, we're going to have to hear more about we're not going to have to, but he's still around. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. So, that sucks. But uh what are you going to do? I mean, I guess Maybe be a better person, Tory. Just Sure, that's not going to happen. I know it's not. It's, it ain't happening. It, it already hasn't happened. So if he didn't, if he wasn't going to get better after shooting someone in the yeah, film, allegedly, allegedly, then I don't think that this is going to be the part that changes him. Yeah. Um. All right. More terrible people. The Phoenix Suns and Mercury Phoenix Mercury owner Robert Sarver. Uh, has been suspended from the NBA for one year and fined 10 million buckaroos after an investigation about him uh, being terrible in the workplace that came out that he was saying racist, misogynistic, and other bigoted uh, things and other bigoted behavior. Um, the NBA had been investigating different forms of workplace abuse and... They interviewed, well, the report says they interviewed 320 people, current and former employees, um, and had more than 80,000 documents and materials, such as emails, text messages, and video. So they had the receipts. It wasn't like so-and-so said Robert said this, and then they find him. Um, but I'm glad. I mean, like, for him, they said that the money the finding is going to go to organizations dedicated to like racial and social justice, which is fine. But I'm curious, like, let's see how much he hit Robert. If he needs to make some income, he could probably get hired as an Uber driver because (laughs) Lord knows they love saying racist things while they drive. That is, I mean, the fact that he's, and he said it so, so like casually. Yeah, it was a, it was a casually angry thing as if he didn't have passengers in his car. So, you know that he says that like on a, a frequent. All the frequent Yeah. Um, so I'm looking it up online to see what Robert Sarver's net worth is. And it's allegedly 800 million. So... I don't really feel like ten million is enough. Ten million is the cap that the NBA can yeah. charge. But like ten million, when you make eight hundred million, where does that money go? That's what I want to know. I want to know where the money goes. Probably blackface parties, like secret black secret. They do secret parties. blackface parties, like in like they'll they'll rent like some sort of dungeon yeah. space. It'll be like uh, midsummer, but yeah. <laughs> way worse. Yes. And then, you know, 
they just had they dress up in blackface, then yellow face and brown face. They like they they love they love face paint. They love that awful awful sh- shoe polish, which has to be terrible for your skin. Yeah, ha- I mean, why do you think they are aging horribly? <laughs> Because of all the blackface that they're wearing, the chemicals are getting in, into, into their, their skin, skin and making them like pockmarked and wrinkly. I mean, that is a let that be a lesson. Hypothesis. If you are face painting and you uh, are doing blackface, you will have all those chemicals and you'll pay for it years later. That in the combination that you don't moisturize. <laughs> Um, I think that was all of the like terrible news this week. Ooh, then let's get so into I think something we can nice. Get into something nice. Talk to me nice. Um, Talk to you me know, nice. Something enjoyable, and we can kick it off mm-hmm. with our favorite queen of the summer, mm-hmm. f- fall, spring, and winter, Beyonce. Um, she has been inducted into the. Entered into the Guinness World Records again this year for female artists with the most engagement on Twitter, the artists with the most nominations in the VMA's Video of the Year category, and the female artist with the most Grammy nominations. So, shout out to her. We love you. <laughs> and, now this has not been confirmed. However, I did see yesterday that a Twitter user named Virgo's Groove, because Renaissance, said that Beyonce Act 2 tracks have been added to the ASCAP and it does have a proof, a thread with proof of songs called like A Mile Away, Batty B, Chart Topper, like there's a bunch of songs. So I'm hoping that you're going to get a deluxe version of the Renaissance album. Well, she said that this was going to be a three power. This is going to have three acts. So there's been debates whether it was going to be like Act 1 was Renaissance, Act 2 was the visuals, Act 3 was like the concert, oh, or if, if we were gonna have three different acts of music, three different albums. I mean, I would be totally into that. But like I mean, an album a year. Like, I don't know if it'll be like every once a year. I, I just wanted to give us all the music and then put a tour out. I think that's what she's gonna do. I think it, it. Now that I say it, I'm saying it out loud. It makes sense. She puts out Renaissance as the first album, uh-huh. and then the next year. Puts out an album. The next summer, puts out an album, and then does a mega worldwide tour to cover all three years. And that and that means the fucking Beehive needs to save up their money now because come 2024, there's going to be a world tour of three albums worth of material. And you know she's going to sing Love on Top and some homecoming shit. So get ready. Be prepared. Get be that budget. Be prepared. Get it right. Get it tight and get it right. You have to. You have to stay ready so you Keep don't get ready. Exactly. Keep your money tight so that you can get your tickets right. You need a B, a B, a B budget. Yes, a B budget. Yeah. Yes. Plan. Never mind. That's something different. <laughs> I no. was gonna. I was gonna not, say Plan B. Not that. Make sure you pay for Plan also, B. Pl- I mean, also put your money. Maybe you should because you, can you really, B. you know, party as hard as you want to? <laughs> okay. I I was in this hole. You didn't have to jump into it with me. You took me there. I just, you know. Uh, okay. Okay. Maya from the Rugrat soundtrack. <laughs> I want to go there. Um, in more black women 
magical news. Black women magical news. The Woman King starring Viola Davis and John Boyega came out mm-hmm. this weekend mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. And it has a great opening of $19 million. <laughs> um, so it follows. So the movie follows the Dahomey Warriors. Um, and I mean, if you know what we know about them, is that they helped to uh, rid their their uh, country of the, I believe, it was the Portuguese for a very long time until they were eventually conquered. Until they were eventually conquered. Um, there now there is a little bit of controversy about their story because we do know that they also were take, p- take there was part some in slave the trafficking slave going, um, which at that I mean during that time where they when they were uh, in a kingdom that's not really that far fetched that would be happening, um, but I think that that as much as that's possible and true I think that people should definitely. Read from credible sources. Go on, find a JSTOR article. Go to the library. Go to the library. Ask somebody named Margaret who's going to show you where to find. Or me. Susan. Or Susan. That's my mom's name. Um, I, to- I know. It's also <laughs> I mean, uh, the name of a librarian I know. She always shout out to Susan. Read books. So, uh, go look this up at the library. Have them give you some help because they will be able to give you credible sources. Yes. Don't go to the dot net dot random com or whatever. Like go. Don't to, go to Bleacher Report. No. Don't go to. Go to a real credible source. So there are plenty of like. Black professors who study black history and African history. Ask Dr. Carr. Go look. Go to how Dr. Carr could tell you. And even well, uh, there was the, the head look. of the um, African Studies Department. Like there's so many. I want to say his last name is Chuku, but I I don't want to mix it up. Anyway, yeah. there are plenty of universities, HBCUs of sources around the country that can help you with this. You can find the information that, and even if they were involved, that's part of history. So learn it and do with that information as you will. Like, yeah. I don't think that that means you shouldn't watch it. it. Just means that now you're more informed. Because if you didn't know, a lot of people who have done lots of amazing things have also possibly done things that we would atrocities. Like at this time, you like, don't get a movie made about you if you haven't committed some kind of atrocity at some point in the world. I mean, look at Steve Jobs. <laughs> like, how many biopics did we have of Steve so Jobs? Many. And and ooh, all that slave labor just to make an iPhone smaller. Um. <laughs> okay. So another another bit of a little bit of controversy is John Boyega has basically was getting slammed. Because um, in an interview he did with the British GQ that came out on September 13th, he was talking about how he loves, um, he only dates black women. He said, I only date black. Then it's about chemistry, personality, goals. Is there synergy? Can I help you? Can you help me? Uh, And then people, of course, were trying to drag him on Twitter. And he was like, (laughs) he said something like, do you think that when white 
people or like when white men say they like blondes and brunettes they're talking about wigs no like <laughs> and I'm like you know what John I love you that's I, fair that is absolutely true I think that like oh I, I like them blonde and blue eyed so I like contacts and and fucking wigs nobody <laughs> says that nobody say it. I think that like people are whenever like a black man says like oh I don't date black women because they're angry or I just don't relate to them or whatever nobody people like the main media is like oh okay cool we love that you're so diversity equity and inclusion but saying like I love black women and I want to date a black woman like that and marry a black woman and that's who I look for having a relationship with I don't see that as a negative. Um, he's not putting anyone down in his statement. He didn't say, I don't date white women because, you know, they can't cook or something like that. Like, he just said, I love black women. And I think that as a black person, you should be able to say that. <laughs> like, and I think that due to history, a black or a, like a, a non-white person saying, I love to date the people within my diaspora. Sure. Is my patois. Very... Okay, no, that doesn't work. Don't my orbit. Uh, Rule fine, three, fine, son. Fine, Rule of three. Fine, fine. I think that is a difference between when a white person's like, I only date white. To complete the Aryan There's race. There's nothing wrong with John Boyega saying that he likes black women. And he likes to date black women. I like white. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I like, I like what I was trying to say was that I like that he has pronounced this. I think I was trying to say I like while he, whatever, it doesn't even matter. Do you want to talk about more about your love of? I love black women. Sound very and I'm very unsure. single, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sounds so, very unsure about if y'all that. are out here. Um, all right, send an email to the Black and Nerdy Podcast. <laughs> yes, this is the speed dating portion of the show. Send me those digits, um, and I'll hit you back. Are you ready to continue? Yes, I am. All right, so um, a black woman that we all know and love. Whitney Houston, R.I.P., gone too soon. Mm, gone too soon. Um, she is getting a biopic released um, that's coming. It's called I Want to Dance with Somebody, and it comes out December 21st. And British actress and BAFTA Award winner, ooh, winner Naomi Aki is playing her role. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. We watched the trailer earlier. The trailer looked amazing. It, looks it really gave good. me so many feels. I feel like she. I told you I cry every time I listen to Whitney Houston, right? Just because it reminds me of how she's gone from from us too soon. Yeah, and she really had a beautiful arc with her life. I mean, like she went from this like underdog to being this pop star, pop sensation. Um, and then like she had a rough patch and she was coming back and like at the peak of her gone to um, renaissance, she unfortunately was taken from us. So thank you to Whitney for all that you shared. Thank you, Whitney. You would have, I mean, she was definitely the soundtrack of the eighties and not late eighties and nineties. Yes, she was. You can't think about music without thinking about her. And we love her so much. I'll probably sing a song 
from her when we come back. <laughs> um, okay, so <clears throat> did you watch the Emmys? I watched the clips. <laughs> no, I watched the clips too. I don't, whatever channel it comes on, I do not have. So I've, I very rarely get to watch it live unless I go to like a bar where they're like, we're watching the Emmys. Yeah, and even and I haven't then, done that like, they usually don't have the sound on. Yeah, it's annoying. I don't want to watch the screen. Right? I want to. Like, listen. why would I? Don't get me started on that. <laughs> don't get me started on bar etiquette. It's annoying. Why? It is. Why? It's so, like, make the noise of the TV loud so everyone knows we should be paying attention to what's playing. And then, like, we'll talk amongst ourselves once it's over. Can we have an hour and a half of just, just quiet time? Yeah, exactly. Um, but the Emmys happened. I did watch um, some of the clips. And I'm going to tell you some of my favorite moments and then some moments I thought were kind of cringy. Okay, there you go. Uh, so Cheryl Lee Ralph mm-hmm. won her Emmy for Abbott Elementary. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, she's the second black woman to win an Emmy for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. After Jackie Harris. Jackie Harry. Harry. Oh, sorry. Jackie Harry. Yeah, but after 35 years. Okay. And uh, Jackie sent a posted a beautiful um tweet she had a tweet and, and like social message to her mm-hmm. saying like welcome to the club glad you're here and i mean she was amazing she sang a song um uh sorry what's her name shirley ralph sang a song yes. um by diane reeves called endangered species mm. um which was very beautiful everyone i'm sure was there crying and just shouting for her, um, so I'm very glad that she won. Lizzo won. Yeah, shout out to Lizzo. Closer and closer and closer to an EGOT. Lizzo, close to, she's got what, the, the EG? She's got the G. Uh, she's got the She egg. has an Emmy and a Grammy. She has an Emmy and a Grammy, so, so she's she just got the egg. So she needs to get an Oscar and a Tony. Yeah, she's got to get that um, ot. She won outstanding competition program for the show Lizzie's Watch Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls, which I haven't watched yet. It's, it's on, on Amazon. Amazon. It's but on I've heard Amazon. it's really good. Yeah, I heard it's really good too. I th- everyone I've heard my and my sister liked it, and she's not really like she's very picky. She's not like a Lizzo person. No, she's she's yeah, Lizzo would she's be just fine, picky but just with in general, media. like okay, gotcha. if it shows she's picky. Good to know. Um. <laughs> And, um, okay, what else happened? There was, uh, oh, Kenan, uh, Kenan Thompson was the host. Yes. Um, he looked pretty cool. He did a lot of jokes. Cal Mitchell showed up. He did. I liked that they bring him around because I feel like he has given so much to comedy. Yes, he was, uh, he was on Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was a uh, T Bone, the, the the little chubby pit bull. Oh, cute! And just you know, as a black kid growing up in the nineties, seeing him was like, I dropped the screw in the tuna. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That I'll was a great song. Yes. It was that was great. Great, great. Um, it was a great sketch from a. Uh, 
from Keenan Kill. Some other shows that I uh, that I like that one Squid Game won. Yeah, a lot of Emmys. Ted Lasso won a lot of Emmys. Ugh, I gotta get um, I gotta get a certain someone to come back over here so that they could give me their Apple Pass <laughs> so that I can watch the remainder of Ted Lasso. Um, the White Lotus one. I have to finish it. I haven't started it. I think I'm like midway through. It's just like it's really good. It's funny, but. It was just kind of angst-inducing in certain moments, mm-hmm. and so I was stressing me out. Yeah, that and Hacks, which Hacks I believe also won or was nominated. I think um, Hacks was nominated, and it was really good. And I just haven't finished it because of my anxiety. Um, but now to another part that I, a part that I thought was great but also cringe-worthy, was um, Quinta Brunson. One mm-hmm. and shout out to Quinta. Shout out to <laughs> she won for outstanding writing uh, for Abbott Elementary, and this was her first Emmy, so it was a really huge night. Mm-hmm. She looked gorgeous. She looked she so was gorgeous, standing up for us short queens, because you know they never like to look at at like a short girl with a beautiful gown and be like, oh look how stunning she looks. It's like oh she's so cute and like. Looks like a little pixie. Like, no, she just looked gorgeous and stunning. It was her moment. And then comedian uh, Jimmy Kimmel decided, for whatever reason, to lay himself on the stage while she was uh, accepting her award. And she kind of just, like, laughs it off and goes along with the speech. But it's just like, you know, when we watched uh, Cheryl Ralph's, Cheryl Lee Ralph's, uh, speech and it's just like it's very moving and poignant and everyone's so excited for her mm-hmm. and Quinta deserved to get that moment as well. She did for her first time being at the Emmys. She did getting this outstanding award for a, an outstanding show that a hundred percent deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having this man tr- just stealing her spotlight. And Stealing that thunder. For no reason. Like, why? It wasn't funny. And he did. She went on his show uh, the following Wednesday. He apologized and said, you know, sorry for stealing her moment. She was like, well, I was just up there with my Emmy and feeling good. And I really didn't care, which is great, which is awesome for her. But it's like, it pisses me off that black women, when we are at the pinnacle of our success and we're just trying to get what is owed to us, always seem to have a random white man coming through and 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 putting shenanigans in the sauce. Like when Adrian Brody kissed uh, Holly Berry. Yes. When he assaulted her on stage. Yes, yes, yes. And nobody seemed to care because it was just like, oh, it's so funny. Ha, 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 ha. He's kissing her. She's so beautiful. She has no agency over her body, but who cares? Ridiculous. And it's just, like, let people have their moment. Mm -hmm. And, like, grateful that he apologized, but it shouldn't have taken the whole internet. And I I know Cheryl Lee Ralph said she also spoke to him. um, (laughs) To teach you how to have home training. Like, I know that having privilege is... Blinding Blinding. sometimes. Sometimes you're just blinded. But you really have to pay attention to how other people... Read the room. ...are going to be impacted by your... Behavior. He says he was drunk and like Will Arnett told him to go up there. Like, who knows? But it's just like, it's kind of very telling of Don't the blame way. Will. Don't blame Will on your behavior. <laughs> Will didn't do anything. But it's just very indicative to how black women are treated in America and around the world. 
Like we can't even enjoy our spotlights because there is somebody lurking in the background trying to make a joke out of our hard, hard work. You wanted to say Howard work. No, I just was, I don't know what I was trying to say. It just came out wrong. But, um. But still, shout out to Quinta. Shout out to Quinta. We love Abbott Elementary. I cannot wait. I think the season two is coming out out next week. I think so. If if not this coming week, then next week. I'm very excited. I'm same here. Putting it on and watching it multiple times. I'm gonna watch it by myself. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Yes, I am. Yes, you're hilarious. (laughs) Um. Well, that's all I got for you for the pop pop culture. Okay. If that's everything for the pop culture, we can ease on into a commercial break. And <laughs> what? What commercials? <laughs> we will be back <laughs> with more of the Black and Snurdy podcast. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. If tomorrow is judgment day And I'm standing on the front line And the Lord asks me what I did with my life I will say I spent it with you I spent your If I wake up in World War Three. I see destruction and poverty And I feel like I want to go home It's okay if you're coming with me You're so right You're so right Cause your love is my love And my love is your love It would take an eternity to break us and the chains of armor star couldn't hold us. Your love is my love, and my love is your love. It would take an eternity to break us, and the chains of armor star couldn't hold us. Okay. And we're back. How Yay, was that? Yay, Whitney. Yeah, I told you I'd sing some Whitney. I knew you were going. I, I didn't think that was the song you were going to pick, though. What did you think I was going to do? Uh, I'm your baby tonight. I am saving that for another day. Okay. Um, are you ready for questions? Yes, yes. This is our mental health section. During our mental health section, we check in with each other. We also ask each other a question because we are mental health advocates, not experts. And uh, we're lucky enough to both be uh, able to uh, enjoy self-care. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so hit me with that cue. That sweet, sweet shut cue. Up. That <laughs> <laughs> cue. Oh my. Oh my. 
Are you? <laughs> Hi, right now. Are you? No, I wish I was, so I had not experienced that. Oh, please. You've seen me bark before. I don't on camera. <sighs> Are you a typical example of your position in the family birth order? I'm going to answer that for you. Yes. How am I? How are you the typical example of the baby of the family? First off, I am the youngest son and child of my family, so I would not call me a baby. Are you the My young- dad always says that his babies are in their 30s. You're still his babies. But the point is that we're in our 30s, so don't call us babies. We're not babies. Are you the youngest child of both of I parents? am the youngest child of the entire licorice household. Yes. and Minus my nephew, obviously. Like how do I act? How do you act? How do you act like the... Hmm. The ch- youngest child? Well, you're not the youngest, are you? Not anymore. I was for a bit. Yeah, for... For, for 10 years, for, I was the youngest. Yeah. But and then I became. So how do you how do you act like the the your child order? Um, I believe that I act I have act like the second oldest slash middle slash used to be youngest mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. Both I have the uh, freedoms that come with being the younger one I- or the. Used to be the baby for some time because you know your older siblings, they create a path so that you could have an easier way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to do that for my younger siblings. So I ha- I feel like I know the best of both worlds of both being the youngest and also being the um, middle older kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Okay. That's it. That's all for the questions. All right. So um, how, how are you? How are now you? I'm doing it first. <laughs> Every now and then, <laughs> you just you get on my side, and I'm just like, "What do you want from me?" How are you doing this week? I am doing great. I had my final therapy session yesterday. <laughs> It was uh, a bit sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she obviously left the door open in case I wanted to talk in the future uh, sometime. Mm-hmm. She gave me her, you know, personal contact, which I will use responsibly. Mm-hmm. Not just gonna text her, "Hey, like you up?" Because I got sadness incoming. You know, <laughs> anything like that. Uh, that sounds like a threat. Uh, <laughs> I've got. Are sadness. you up? I'm sad. Talk to me. That's that's basically what I mean when I say are you up anyway. So, well, it is what it is. Um, but uh, it was it was a really nice goodbye session. I would say, like she, you know, we talked about the growth that has happened. What have I learned? How can I use those tools in everyday life? And yeah, I think I I. I feel confident going out into the world a better and well-adjusted person. And if I ever need to go back into therapy, the door is always open. That's good. Because she accepts my insurance. (laughs) I'm still not over that. It was a tough. I'm still not over it. That was a tough moment. But you, you did it. You got through. Yes. 
Um, is that all? Is that all you wanted to say? Yes, about yes, that friends? is everything I wanted to say. Um, I feel like my mental health has been pretty good this week. Um, work has been pretty um, demanding, I would say, but I do feel a bit. Um, what's the word? Um, I feel good that I've been learning a lot and being able to put that work into practice. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like that was one of the things I was worried about was like, am I going to be able to do the work? Um, is it going to be too stressful? Like, am I going to be confused or, you know, all the things you think about when you get a new job. So, yeah, of course. Um, I'm glad so far that things have been so far so good and I've been getting the support I needed. Um, cause that's always great. Um, and then therapy was really good this week. I got to speak with my other therapist, the one that's just strictly for the ADHD. Yes. Um, so I was glad to do that and like get the ball rolling against with her cause we've been kind of on a hiatus. Um, and then, um, with my main therapist, it was really good cause I feel like we were talking about things that we hadn't really, I mean, we, we were talking about su- a subject that like we've been talking about for a while, um, but she made a, what is the word? It's not an assessment. She made an observation. Okay. She gave uh, observation, you an observation. Um, about like my, the fears that I have about, or the, uh, I guess like fears or, or lack of trust I have about like, people in my life and whether or not like they care for me like and that and that's not something that we've well I won't say that we haven't broached it at all um but this was like the first time I feel like we really kind of hit the nail on the head about that which had me which was really good because it was definitely having me think about a lot of my interactions with people um both like friends familial uh friend romantic like all those levels of relationships where those things are where that type of trust is difficult for me um so I was glad to talk about that because I mean it wasn't something that I came in there thinking we were going to talk about but it kind it just came up so I've been uh rumin well not ruminating because that's I feel like ruminate is a harsh term but I've been it's another word that's stronger than just thinking. I've been overthinking. No, dwelling. No, these sound negative connotations. I feel like you've been uh, festering. What what part of not wanting to have a negative connotation are you not getting? You've been thinking about it. I don't know. Like Fine. what else thinking, is there? Thinking. Think. Jesus. I've been thinking about it. I say I would. Like I'm a sorry term. that all these you words keep giving me worse mean and worse terms. the same thing. But they all sound They're terrible. All fucking. Uh, uh, I said, give me a better word for ruminate, and you said fester. At what point could fester be better than ruminate? It makes you think that ruminate is not that bad. <laughs> okay. Ruminating is now looking like a pretty good word. <laughs> um, but no, that was it. That's all I've got. Okay. All right. Well. There we go. Uh, that has been our mental health check-in. Of course, not everything is all hunky-dory. 
so let us go into the part of the podcast where we talk about the things that made us mad. Our gripes right here. Bring it. What we gripe is. We're not griping anywhere else. We gripe This safe space for us to share. We gripe it. We ain't griping anywhere else. We gripe Uh, uh, uh. So, why don't you start us off? What's uh, making you angry? All right, okay. I could do mine. Mine's re- relatively quick. You're just quick? Okay. Yes. You do Uber yours. drivers, don't be racist with me in the car. <laughs> it seems like it's a simple thing not to drop the N-word when I'm in the car, but maybe don't do that at all, okay? Look, I know that the recent health mandates have made it so that Uber drivers no longer have to wear masks in the cars, but uh, even still, fucking, if you're going to be racist, hide your fucking face. Because now I know what your face looks like. And I'm like, boy, oh boy, I hope to never get in a cab with you, guy whose name I'm not going to say. Uh, actually, I don't even think I can because I think you ordered it I and did. it's I on was, your phone. It. So, yeah. so, uh-oh. Uh, it's a... I just, I guess I just didn't rate the guy that I just caught a lift with. Oh, no. Oh, well. Eh, he seemed okay. It's fine. Either way, point is, racism has nowhere in in the, in the same galaxy to do with me or my ride home. So keep it to your fucking selves. Don't be fucking racist. It's so hard. It's so hard for me to sit here and be like, Come on, guys, don't be racist. I sound like I'm in a fucking cartoon. Like, everybody has some differences. Everybody <laughs> is not the same. Why don't we get on board and stop being racist? I think that what the parts that were also a bit jarring to me was, one, that he was um, like a Southeast Asian, older. He was not black. Gentleman. And he was not white. Um, and then the person he was yelling at, I don't think they were a black person either. Yeah, I, it was just a black car. Like is that what racist is? Is that what racist road rage is? It's just like nigger. Yeah, for the sake of yelling it, and I'm just like I, and I'm like, is this? Because I, I'm like, on one hand, I was thinking like, okay, well, in other countries, how, <laughs> like, what do they know? But I'm like, I know. That even in that's other a pretty universal a one, universal though. word, and also that word has been used against um, other groups outside of black people um, in a derogatory fashion. So it's not like you could never say that you didn't hear that word and be like, "Oh yes, this was this is jarring. This is terrible. I didn't like it." Um, so people, they definitely, please do better. And I thank you for reminding me because I was really going back and forth about whether or not I was going to tell Uber about this, but it just, it was very uncomfortable and I shouldn't be uncomfortable in my Uber ride that I'm paying for. Yeah. Come on. If I'm giving you money, don't be a fucking racist. I mean, even if I'm not giving you money, but especially if I'm giving you money. Don't put my tax dollars (laughs) at work on some fucking racism. So fuck that. 
Uh, well, speaking of racism, uh, our country again is u- being its usual trash self. Our country racistly. Um, well, there are a few uh, senators. Don't, I'm not going to continue if you're if you're going to do. Another I'm not going to do another one. Do it before I finish reading. So racistly, yeah, that's it. Are you done? Yes, Are I you am. Good. I don't have any more. The youngest child, indeed. Oh, sh- stop um, it! So, uh, this past week, Greg Abbott and some other uh, Texas uh, people, lawmen in government, decided they were going to send migrants from the Texas border up north. They sent to several places, including. Uh, the vice president Kamala Harris's house, mm-hmm. uh, but two I think two busfuls got up there, um, which was extremely just not even the fact of that sending it to her house is definitely like a security breach. But you're using these uh, people who are in need of safety and a home and just like whatever else that someone who's been fleeing from a dangerous situation would need as a pawn in your uh, political um, protests because they're they're upset about Biden's immigration policy. So they're just like, oh, fuck you. Here's what we're going to do. And then you're putting these people in harm's way because you're sending them to D.C. with nothing. They have no promise of anything. They're assuming they're coming here to get maybe a home, a job, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And you're giving them nothing. Um, And what was interesting is I found... Um, an article discussing how this is the first time that racist Republicans have done this. Apparently, in the during the civil rights movement, they created things called reverse freedom rides, um, which were basically a plan to transport thousands of black people from the south up to the north. And um, I actually I found a newspaper clipping from around that time where it was talking about how they like were loading up busloads of black people to go to Detroit and telling them that they had jobs and housing set up for them when they got there was nothing. There was nothing. So this is just a continued exploitation of the people who need the help the most. Um, and another reason why we again have to continuously band together in solidarity because it does not matter who or what the your race or ethnicity or nationality is, when racism and white supremacy or the delusions of people who are deluded by the belief of their white supremacy come along, they're going to screw over whoever they can for their own gain. And it just really sucks because you're paying people to run your country and run your states and with honor and integrity. And you have childish, petty, um, dangerous games being played with people's lives who don't need it and really, like, are the most vulnerable for really any amount of things, like going to a new city and being robbed or somehow trafficked or assaulted or whatever the case may be. It's like you're then you're putting more of a strain on that city's resources. And we already know that D.C. does not have a great uh, track record when it comes to getting the funds for people who are in need of housing and food and jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just really fucked up. 
And I hope that all those families that are being shuttled around and taking these long, arduous journeys are going to get somewhere safe soon um, and be able to, you know, continue this next chapter Me of too. their life. Me too. Me too. Um, okay. Let's, and the last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so have you ever heard of this girl named Piper Lewis? No. Um, well, apparently when she was 15, year, 15 years old, um, this young black girl was sex trafficked and ended up murdering her um, kidnapper, uh, 37-year-old Zachary Brooks, um, in Des Moines, Iowa. And she was just recently on Tuesday was sentenced to five years probation by the Polk County, Polk County District, District Judge David M. Porter, um, and she's going to be possibly facing 20 years in prison if she violates any of the terms, which include wearing a tracking device, living in a residential facility, and completing 120 hours of community service. She also has to pay $150,000 to the family of Brooks because of an Iowa law that came about in 1997, where if you murder someone, regardless of the circumstances, you need to pay their family restitution. Um, Jesus, Des Moines? Now, if this, like, the idea of send, of causing someone, of someone paying the family of someone they murdered, I, th- I don't think that that is a terrible idea. However, I think that, like, laws need to be looked at in, in sometimes a case-by-case basis. Someone murdering their um, attacker, someone who's been raping them and um, holding them against their will is not the same as someone, you know, doing killing someone during a carjacking. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this young black girl is not is also still facing um, probation and the possibility of jail if she doesn't continue through these crazy um stipulations on her freedom when she was the one who was being violated is insanity to me. Um, the only like good thing out of this is that one of her former teachers, uh, by the name of Leland Shipper created a GoFundMe for her online. It's raised more than $400,000. Mm-hmm. Um, 150,000 is going to go for paying this, uh, fee off. And then I believe there's $4,000 she owes to the state. The rest of it is going to go to, like, if she wants to go to college, if she wants to own a business. Um, it just really pisses me off how victims are continuously re-victimized during these, this process, um, and no one seems to care for their well-being mentally or physically after they've been harmed in these ways, especially because, you know, she's a child. Um, and she said sorry i just i think i just missed it um but she basically said that like her life had been kind of torn upside down um oh found it she said that uh following her sentence lewis said that my spirit has been burned but still glows through the flames hear me roar see me glow and watch me grow i am a survivor um and I wish this girl all of the love and support and protection 
throughout this time because she needs it and, you know, no one seems to be caring for her well-being um, outside of, you know, thankfully she has this teacher and, like, the internet community, but it just really sucks that she has to even continue to go through this victimization when she was the one who was being harmed. But Yeah, same. That's it. Those are all the things that were pissing me off. All right, well... Uh, what a dark thing. What a dark week. Uh, let us move into a more uplifting part of our podcast. It's time now for the things that made us happy this week. I'm the baby merchant. Tots are us. I give you all the service and no damn fuss. Give the baby merchant just a week or two. I'll have your baby for you. All right, what's making you happy this week? I went first last time. You, you go did. first. You did, you did, you did. Okay, number one went to um, one of my close friends, Brianna of Bree Books Podcast. Um, <laughs> shout out to her. We went to her. Um, she had a fall party. It was very fun. We got to see lots of interesting people. Have not been <laughs> very interesting people. Have I would not say. been outside in a long time. To yes, like a fun house party. Oh yeah. Um, COVID some, was probably in the building, but we weren't because we were on the stoop. We were on the stoop for the <laughs> stoop majority. Stoop kid never leaves your stoop. stoop. Um, no, it was fun and being outside. It felt like you know one of those lovely summer days. That we haven't had to ha- we haven't had in a while because we've just been too busy ducking and dodging COVID. So it was good. Um, and then okay, I sent you a video link, and I'm gonna queue it up for you. So here's here's what's happening. The um, there is a McDonald's on Delancey. That if you've never been to this McDonald's, it is. Always known, especially on the weekends, late at night, that um, there's going to be some shenanigans that happen at this Delancey McDonald's. And there appeared to be a fight that occurred there this past week. Um, Now, we don't know what the start of the fight is, but I'm just going to, for for our uh, listeners, um, I will narrate... The video um, for as much as possible. So, uh, right now, there's a man with a book bag who is jumping over the, trying to jump over the trash can to get this two-inch group of guys that he's having an awful. Holding him back, punches are being thrown. Next thing you know, the man is being punched by three different people, and he's like, "You know what, dude?" They're punching him in his head, and at that point is where everyone should have said, "You know what? We should rethink our decisions." Because he's looking at them like, "What's good?" Like, like they were just touched by, like he was being hit by a baby. So now he's taking his book bag off. At this point, if someone takes their book bag off, like, you gotta run. You don't wait. So he's, next thing you know, he comes out with a freaking, like, tomahawk and starts destroying tables and glass, showing how strong he is with his huge axe. 
axe. Well, not huge, moderately sized axe. Um, people in the background are going crazy, telling them to, like, you know, watch their mouth. He smacks this boy so hard that he falls out of his chair. It's just really animated, and, like, y'all wanted to jump me, but clearly you weren't about that life. And so I'm teaching you a lesson, and so that you will never make this mistake again. Um, a few more moments of him arguing. He's talking to someone within the group. And then his friends are beckoning him to leave. He's threatening. And then they yell at him, Soho, let's go. So you can pause it. Um, so I will say that this video uh, made me happy this week. Um, not that I'm a proponent of violence. Not at all. But I am a proponent of fuck around and find out. And I feel like that was exactly what this video was. That was a poor job of a three-on-one, just for the record. <laughs> like, if you're looking at it, they're throwing punches at his head, and he's eating all of them, but, like, I would have left. If, if, <laughs> if I throw a punch at someone's head and they're still standing, I'm going. I'm leaving the vicinity. I'm hoping no one's following me. I'm getting an Uber. I'm walking around the building so that I get lost in the crowd. Like, I'm, I'm doing everything to... Uh, Make myself scarce to escape from the situation. I feel like they were giving the guys in the video were very much giving Jersey energy, like Long Island energy, or they just, you know, they come from the Midwest and are going to, you know, NYU and and they feel like they're all big and bad because they're in a group. But like when they were hitting him, it was just, it looked like a baby. Like, playing with you. Yeah. When you're just like, oh, ouch, oh my goodness, you got me. Like, he was literally just, he didn't care. He didn't look like it was hurting him. And that's when you should know, like... Something's up, something's off. This person is not to be messed He's with. He's not to be fucked It with. was giving very much, like, John Wick, you know, like, taken. It was, I feel like they probably thought, oh, look at this guy. He has his thighs out. And he's not going to be able to mess with us. But they should have known... Like, thighs out, knives out. Yeah, thighs out, fucking, he has extra mobility for charging at you with a tomahawk. Oh, and I was just like, is that what I, I didn't expect it to be that strong to be able to break the table. And break the glass. It broke some it glass It broke it so easily. And I'm like, that's probably both the strength of the tomahawk, but also the strength of him. And the fact that, like, he had, the he was in the beginning of the video, like, you could see, like, I'm not trying to fuck with you, but you're trying to fuck with me, and I'm trying to tell you this is not going to end well. And you're, I'm being calm, I'm being cool and collected, but you're pushing it, and now I really am going to have to show you, like, what it is. And so it just, it really, it tickled me. It tickled me, especially because nobody was hurt. It was, no one was left there bloodied. They probably peed their pants a little bit. Yeah. 
Because I, if somebody has some a prides tomahawk, were definitely hurt. Some prides were definitely. And now they're gonna go home, and, and everybody's gonna know their faces, and it's gonna be like you're the one who was being a big baby in the McDonald's when that guy whipped out the tomahawk. Um, and funny enough, I actually I've I've met this guy before. <laughs> of course, you have. I you met everybody in the world. I had I know you have know a lot of friends, people. and they and they know a lot I've of people. I said to see you in private. I'm saying it on public. <laughs> You I know, know a lot of entirely people. Entirely too many people. But I would That's say too many people to keep track of. I've met Soho in real life, and he. Uh, is, I don't know if you want to give their name. He said his name in the thing. He's doing a whole. He's doing videos. It's he's been finding this very hilarious. It's on his social media. Okay. Um, anyway, I've met him before. He um, is a very jovial, fun character. Um, does it surprise me that he had a tomahawk? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily, yeah. Um, but they are much very lucky he didn't have his dogs with him because he has two very beautiful um, pitbulls. That if he was that riled up, it could have turned into a slasher movie because he wouldn't have needed the tomahawk because he would have had Simba on his side. Okay, now you're naming the dogs. Come what? Are they going to dox the dogs? You is- don't know. They might dox those dogs. How are they going to dox dogs? I don't know. They Don't dox him. Like, don't dox people. Let this be a lesson. Don't dox people. You can't be doxed when you're already online. Let's let's do the journalistic thing and just How not are you going to know no what the journalistic names. thing is when you're not the journalist? They're not the immediate sources. Like, come on now. Like, this is... This is Information that is out in the public already. I'm not giving you new information. I don't information. know if his name and stuff. His is... name is in the video. I'm not discussing journalistic things with you when you're not a you journalist. You should. I, all right. Look, email us and see who is right and tell us. Do who you want to bet? No, I don't. Because you bet. know you lose bets. It'd be all the, the time. one email that we finally get. <laughs> <laughs> And it'll be one of your unknown friends, yep. your many legions of friends. They'll be like, hey, this is Odie. Can you please email me and say that I was right? Did you say words? Did you, Do you ever? Because that wasn't it. <laughs> anyway, you're gonna, I'm going to add you to what's making me angry this, this week. Well, too bad. That's not the section that we're <laughs> Anything else <laughs> that, that made, made you happy? I'm doing this podcast with you. Yay. Uh, as for me doing this podcast, uh, yet another week of, um, connecting with friends and family. Uh, I'm looking forward to a trip to DC that's coming up really soon for a Howard homecoming that I'm looking forward to. Oh, shout out to Howard for completely crushing it at the Morehouse Howard classic. Shout out to HU. You know. Yeah, that's how we do it. And we've also, we are also in the top hundred, only HBCUs in the top hundred of uh, United States universities and colleges. And we are also number two on the HBCU, best HBCU list. I think it's two or three. Fantastic. Look at us. Look at us doing it. And Hampton was number six because JK. Okay. Um. Okay, so that's it for me. Yep, that's everything for me. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. 
You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black and Snurdy Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Black and Snurdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's that's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Snurdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather rock together. Remember. (laughs) No, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I actually want to keep that.